you are listening to the B-Cast. We are back with another one, with another one. Damn, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. How is everybody doing? Back, the VCast, Vic Cedeno, the basement, reserved parking. That's what's going on in this basement right now. Only I can park here. <sighs> Unlike Lynnhurst, I got a ticket on Lynnhurst. Um, anyway, before I get into that, man, just happy to get back on the mic it's been uh exactly a week since we last spoke when i had uh rich carucci on and we had a fun time rich carucci was uh was a good guest i had a good time talking to him had a lot of laughs check that episode uh, check that episode out for show and um i'm just happy to be here guys we live in some crazy times right now with the corona everybody's talking about the car i feel like just saying corona annoys people it's almost like trump now i think people have said corona so much it just sounds like trump and you know like whether you mostly everybody hates trump but um you just say his name and, and it just feels like off-putting it almost feels like it it uh splits the room like they say in comedy when you get people with different opinions, but um, man, I'm I'm in quarantine, just self quarantine. I'm not sick. Um, my wife's been sick, but she went to the doctor. She was cleared. Um, she just had like some sort of throat infection or something, and uh, then the kid has the same thing now. So she's on antibiotics. I called the doctor, told them all her symptoms, and she was like, "She's fine." You know, they're like. Boom, there's some uh, amoxicillin. Um, so she's on that. Everybody's coughing. I'm just walking around. I'm walking around like this. <laughs> That's how you get rid of it, baby. Sniffing the Purell. You just sniff it right up your nose. And it'll um, alleviate any symptoms. I Don't listen to me. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a retard on the damn mic. Um and you're allowed to use the word retard when you're addressing yourself or when you don't care. Um, so what's been going on with this whole week? I was supposed to have a guest today. Um, the tall Josh Wells was supposed to stop by. Um, oh, I probably shouldn't have said his name. Um, but hey, he was supposed to come by and he um, he forgot. He just straight up was like, hey, uh, I don't care about your podcast and what you're doing. So um, I didn't write down this appointment and you can go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, whatever. Shit's happening, man. Shit is hitting the fan, and it's affecting a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And um, a lot of people are in jail right now. They're in jail. They're locked up. I know what this feeling is like. I was, um, I was in this position. I've been, I've been uh, confined to my to my quarters, like they used to say in, in Turn. Remember Turn? You gotta watch that? The fucking about the spies doing the Revolutionary War. Dope show. Uh, I only got into a couple seasons of it, but 
I might be able to catch up now. No, you see, like, um, everybody's talking about what they're doing and, and how they're spending their time and watching Netflix um, and all that stuff. But um, that's not me. I have um, fucking fucking this thing up. Um, messing with the mic stand for those who are just listening. Um, the It's not affecting me that much because I, I have to work from home. And my job takes up, oh, I'm going to look up at you. How about that? My job takes up a lot of, um, it's break. Oh my God. Not did a break. I'm fine. Um, my job takes up a lot of time. I'm a busy person. Um, I can't believe I broke this. Oh no, I just I set this thing up. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm just not minding my business like I should be. Guys, I fixed it. I fixed it. Um, yeah, my job is keeps me busy, so I'm working all day long, and I'm putting in my regular eight hours. I just don't have any commute, and like I said, I've been I've been in this position before where I've been confined in into a cell very very much smaller than the room that i'm in now and um i was not able to go anywhere i had to stay in that room um and i was very content with it i had books i did a lot of reading did a lot of thinking uh did a lot of talking with the one person i was able to talk to and you know some other people that i bumped into but other than that, I am perfectly comfortable in this situation. As long as I have internet and food, I'm perfectly comfortable. I think even if I didn't have internet, I would just read a lot. Like, I'd have to get a lot of books. I can just get lost in a book. I remember um, I remember reading James, a James Patterson book, um, Roses Are Red. I read, oh, I don't know if it was Roses Are Red or Violets Are Blue. It might have been Violets Are Blue that I read that book in one day. The entire book, one day. And um, I think it was Violets Are Blue because Roses Are Red got me real excited. I read so many James Patterson. I was a James Patterson crackhead when I was um, away on vacation. I wasn't fucking locked up. And... Um, I just read, so I read the first one, somebody, I got kissed the girls when I was in Bergen County jail, I got kissed the girls, started reading that, and then that was it, so, um, what's the whole point I'm getting here, I'm not talking about what I was doing in jail, but then I'm used to this, so, um, you know, my wife and my daughter are already going crazy three days in, um, but I can do, this could be day 30, I'm going to be still talking to you the same way, because I can just, I can do time, that's why, I'm hard. I could do time. I don't want to do time, though. It's not fun. It's not cool either. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that I'm, I'm not that affected by this right now. But I am extremely sympathetic to the people that are. Because a lot of people, and I've been thinking about this a lot like, lately, a lot of people, especially in comedy... Um, I saw um, one of the comics that's an open mic comic like myself um, said, boy, I'm sure I'm happy I'm not a real comic yet. It's the first time I'm happy that I'm not a real comic. And, um, you know, I, I laughed. It's a funny joke. 
But the reality is, is that people are struggling. People are going to struggle. This is going to be long, long and drawn out. That's my prediction. But what the fuck do I know? But I feel like this is going to be long. Like our lives, it's almost going to be like 9-11 where our lives change afterwards. You know, we have to have a different way of uh, looking at things, a different perspective. But I don't know how I'm getting a call on Do Not Disturb. Always. This is always the case. Hold on. Holy shit. Fucking having to deal with these stupid phone calls. I put the phone on Do Not Disturb, but it still lets Instagram fucking video chats come through. So fucking ridiculous. Um, I apologize. I apologize. Now I'm thrown off track. I don't even know. I, I got so um I got so frustrated because it's so much fucking work to put this all back together on a video and um I'm annoyed. I'm fucking annoyed. Um but what are you gonna do? He doesn't fucking know what I'm doing. Nobody fucking cares. Your fucking best fucking people in your life don't even know you're fucking know what you're doing. Oh, man, where the fuck was that? Coronavirus. Everybody's fucking stuck in the house. People are losing their fucking work, losing their jobs. Um, I don't know. I, I really, really, really just fucking got so annoyed. I just get so annoyed, and I want to shut down. I really just want to turn this whole shit off and be like, you know what? This is what you get, a fucking nine-minute fucking podcast because I can't control my emotions because I let something stupid fucking get on my nerves so fucking dumb to overreact like this but i fucking get i get mad i get mad over stupid shit i don't know why i got this mad over this i told you why i got this mad over this because it takes this is a frustrating process (sighs) deep breath breathe in breathe out all right, fucking enough talk about coronavirus, man. I'm not even going to fucking mention it no more. Um, everybody's home. Everybody knows what they're dealing with. Everybody, you know, whatever. Everybody watches the news. I'm not fucking telling you anything that you haven't heard before. Um, my whole point was to just try to stay positive. That's it. The whole point I was trying to make was just to stay positive as I'm so filled with negativity right now. The whole point is to stay positive and it's hard to stay positive especially when money's situation you know some people have families um and they can't work they're not getting a check and i'm lucky enough to you know be in a position where i get to work from home and still get my salary um but i worked to get to this point it's not like nothing you know nothing was handed to me I had to grind a lot from zero, from zero, from sleeping in someone else's room. Not my room. I wasn't renting a room. Somebody else was renting a room and I got to sleep in it. So absolute zero. People helped me along the way. They gave me opportunities and I took advantage of those opportunities by using them to step forward, not using them as like, oh, I'm here and that's where I'm going to be at. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of people are complaining and I get it, but what else are you doing? There's other opportunities out there to make money. There's Uber Eats, there's DoorDash, there's all those driving things. Those are still rocking and rolling. 
Um, it's not going to replace the income. It might, it might not, probably not. It's probably not going to replace the income you were used to, but something, something to eat, something to put towards, you know, something. It's fucking something. There's Fiverr. I don't know if you people know about Fiverr. Five. It's uh, spelled F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Fiverr dot com. That's a site um, where you can do a lot of odd jobs, a lot of odd work that you can do from your own home. Proofreading, writing, voiceovers. Uh, if you're good with computers and production, if you know how to, uh, you know, do audio and stuff like that, they have that. A lot of things. Check it out. You can sign up for it and see if you can make some money on it. You know, it's going to be a slow grind like anything else. And, you know, you might not do anything on it, but it's something. It's something. Um, I've been really careful to stick to my routine. That's for sure. Sticking to my routine um, and making sure I'm doing everything in the morning that I would normally do if I had to go to work. Uh, that's helping me keep my sanity. That's my foundation, my stretching, my meditation, my writing. Um, that's the foundation of the day. Today, I woke up late and I didn't get to all of it. And um, I just woke up. I think the alarm rang. I got up and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to hit snooze. And then I just, I think I shut the snooze off. Pretty sure I just shut the snooze off. I was like, all right, dismiss. That's what I did. I dismissed the alarm. And then um, I went back to sleep. And I woke up two hours later. Got up. And then everything was a rush after that. Once everything is a rush, I just feel scattered. And I feel pressure that I don't need to feel. And I don't. the whole point of me doing that morning routine is to have that relaxation. You know, that relaxation of going through my stretching my meditation without rushing or having that pressure on my mind like there's time you know I'm in a time crunch um so I just started off I mean I got everything done and then I you know I settled into the day and I was fine but I think the morning routine is important even if you don't have a job the morning routine is important. What like the what you do when you first wake up, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. Right? It sets the tone for the rest of your day. You wake up and you go about your business. You make your bed. That was one of the things they had you do in jail. You couldn't just leave your bed messy. Was it jail that was like that? I'm pretty sure you had to clean your shit. Like if they walked by and you saw like a mess, they bust you in the head with a baton or something. No, that was like fucking Shawshank Redemption. I don't think it was like that in county jail. But I think it was it was like that in the uh, in the program that I was in afterwards. They you got making your bed. You get up, you make your bed, and I don't know. It's it sounds so stupid, but it's just like that small accomplishment, that small victory, um, gets you through. Or like set you up to do the next thing. Like you st you wake up, you do that thing that you need to do, that you should do, that you have to take care of. And it gets done and then your momentum transfers into the next, into the next, uh, into the next part of your day. The next decision that you have to make. You already have it in your pocket that you've made one right decision. Now it's time for the next one. Um, 
so that routine in the morning, especially the writing, the writing has been very um, underrated. Like the stretching, I feel really good. I'm getting more flexible. I'm able to touch my toes on certain stretches that I wasn't able to do before, and it's only been a couple weeks. Um, and my body feels a lot better. That's also with the um, with the diet I'm on and having less inflammation. Um, that feels good. I also have a little bit of a pain in my back right now, but I think that's from working out. I'm pretty shot. I did a good workout. That's another thing you could do at home. Work out. Just whatever. Push-ups, sit-ups, squats, um, lunges. You know, go outside. Go for a run. There's so many things you can do to uh, to better yourself. Not just about staying busy. Staying busy stupid. If you're busy for no reason, then you're just wasting time, right? So don't just stay busy. Staying busy is, is stupid. Like, get busy on yourself. Get busy on being productive. Get busy on getting better. Get busy learning something. Um, get busy finding another job, all right? Get busy finding another job. My nephew just got a job. He's fucking 21 years old. He just got a job. I mean, it's not the most fantastic job. It's Dunkin' Donuts. But, hey, people are hiring. There's jobs out there. There are jobs out there. There is ways to make money somehow. But you have to be honest with yourself. How hard are you looking? How hard are you grinding? You know, if you're giving it all your all and you're not getting results, try something different. Right? Switch it up. I mean, I've I've been I've been out of work many times. I remember 2013. I, I I quit a job for differences with an employer. I quit a job. I was making good money. I was making 60 grand base salary plus um, perks uh, plus bonuses. Like uh, you know, I was an executive in a company, so I had you know perks and bonuses that bumped my salary up a lot more than what my base was. And uh, I didn't, I had, I, that's where the reserve parking comes from. I took that sign when I left. That's how angry I was. <laughs> um, you know, I had differences with someone else and I had to leave the company, but I had to leave abruptly and I didn't plan to, um, uh, I didn't plan on another job. I didn't plan on another source of revenue and I had an apartment with my wife and that put a lot of stress on her. That put a lot of stress on us. And uh, I got pretty depressed. I started watching a lot of conspiracy theory videos. Just going down that rabbit hole. And um, I, got, I gained a lot of weight, too. And I wasn't, you know, I was resting on that unemployment. That's why there's a there's a good argument against that socialism aspect of what our government provides to people like it's nice and yeah it helps people but i think it hurts people too it hurt it hurt me because i knew i didn't have to rush that's not a good attitude that's not the right attitude at all anybody will tell you that that's not the right attitude i wanted to rest i needed to regain my composure i didn't want to go to another job because i was so stressed like that's stupid and i was able to take that break and uh like i said get fatter get more depressed um cover that depression up with with 
you know, weed and alcohol. And it didn't lead me to a good place. I mean, it took me a while to get out of it. I had to get another job. I think I didn't get another job. Well, that was um, November of 2013. And then I didn't get another job till like June. Okay. To like May or June. And then I started looking in February. Yeah, I started looking for a job in February. And I didn't get a job till June. So there was a few, like there was just months going by. I'm not contributing to the household. I'm eating a lot. So there's money going on the food that I'm not paying. I didn't have no money saved up because I don't plan for rainy days. All right. It's always sunny in Sedanoville. Always sunny in Sedanoville. Sedano does not plan for rainy days because the rain's never going to come. And then when it does rain, guess what I fucking do? I play in the rain. Right. I play in the rain. I'm comfortable in the shit. I'm comfortable down in the gutter um, just because I grew up without a lot. You know, my mom did the best she could to provide for us. She got us out of, you know, I, she got us out of the neighborhoods I pretended to be from, um, you know, growing up. I'm sure that was a fucking fun feeling for her. But I I get comf- I'm too comfortable with um, failing. Um, not so much failing. I'm too comfortable with not having a lot. I don't need a lot. And I'm too comfortable. Um, in, I'm too comfortable being lazy. That's what I really want to say. I'm just too comfortable being lazy and, or, and also passive. I'm too comfortable being passive. And I like just have it in my mind. Like things are just going to work out. Things are just going to work out. They're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Like that's how I always feel. And that's good to a certain extent where the limit is where I don't take action when I should. Like, let's say, for instance, uh, to give you an example, like my physical appearance. All right. I was jacked up, juiced up on a whole bunch of sh- freaking Mexican supplements and fucking quarter, quarter, cortisone. I don't know what the fuck I was injecting to myself, but so many. I, I was just jacked. I was 265 with like 12 percent body fat. And. um and I let myself go 2012, like around 2012. Yeah. 2012. Um, I was at like probably like 2011, 2012. I, I got, I was like at my biggest. And then, um, after Puerto Rico, we went to bury my, my mom, my grandma. And then after that, I just, I got busy with work. You know, I got laid off. And then we started another company and, you know, I invested all my time in that and I just wasn't putting any time in myself because I always kept saying, like I said, I get comfortable and I always kept saying like, it'll be so easy for me to do it again. It'll be so easy. It'll be so easy. I'll just need a few weeks. My body responds fast. Like that was it. Like that. I kept saying that from 2012 until um, fucking this year. Pretty much, pretty much 2012. So eight years, eight years. I just let everything go. Now my arms used to fill this t-shirt. You see that this beautiful Iron Man t-shirt. I'm going to hold it up for the camera so you can see it. Just the big gap in my shirt. 
And um, that was just me like procrastinating and saying that I can do it whenever I want to. And that fucking time just did not come. And I did not invest in it. I could have been making small deposits. Like, uh, you know, I could have, the smart thing would have been to do it just maybe three days a week or two days a week or one day a week, something. It would have been something. And I could have kept so much more of my um, my gains. But um, I didn't. I didn't do that. And I just continued to rest on my laurels and said, it'll, it'll you know, I can do this whenever I want. And I do that with, you know, with like work, like I can get another job whenever I want. And I could, I'm a great interviewer. I really am a great interviewer. If you need help doing job interviews, hit me up. I'm a great interviewer. I prepare a great resume. My resume looks fantastic. And it's all filled with, you know, tricks of the trade. Like, uh, you know, I have, I've had jobs where I had multiple responsibilities and I'm able to convey that well on paper. And I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle with their resumes is they don't, they're not able to detail their resumes. Um, they're not able to detail their work experience on their resumes. They put things on there and, you know, it makes it obvious that it's fluff. When it's obviously fluff, just turn the page. I did a lot of hiring. I hired 50 people when I was working at that company. I hired personally 50 people. So I've been on both sides of it and, um, the resumes are, if resumes are full of fluff, it's just like turn a page. What's next. But if you have things that are thought out, that's all you need to do is put some thought in it, put, you know, putting your resume together. I have a nice format. I forgot where I got that format from. Um, I have a nice, you know, format and I'm able to detail things well. So I'm a good interview. So I know I can get into the job, but, um, I get complacent. Is that what we're talking about? Right. Complacent. And I can call myself out on it now, but I couldn't before. So that's what I'm saying. Like, um, I don't know everybody's situation and I am sympathetic to it, but at the same time, I'm also questioning how much are you doing? Only you know that. You can be honest with yourself. Only you know that. But, um, I don't know. I'm nobody's fucking preacher. Um, what else is going on? Uh, comedy's pretty much shut down with the Corona. It's Corona. Um, comedy's pretty shut down with that. And, um, not a lot's going on. Everybody's shows are canceled. Open mics are canceled. And I see a lot of people trying to put open mics together throughout this shit. And it's just like, bro, let it go. Let it go. Okay, just stay the fuck in the house. That's, we, we need to do this. We just need to do this and get over it. And that's it. You know, I got invited to an open mic. Um, you know, I'm not going to say anybody's name, but I got invited to an open mic. Kind of You know, they're trying to take precautions to... Um, limit your exposure to people. It's no audience. It's like a live stream conversation, comedy thing. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a dope idea. I'd love to be a part of it. The guy that's putting it together, I have tremendous amount of respect for, um, just because of the amount of work he does and, uh, within comedy and the stuff that he's done and shit. And he's fucking hilarious, but you like, you just had a kid. 
Like you just had a kid. You got a newborn at home. Stay your fucking ass home. Don't go out. Don't take unnecessary risks. You know? Um, people, old people, don't take unnecessary risks. Like, go to the store early. This shit's a... F- you don't know. You just don't know. Like, we see and we think we get an idea of what they're telling us on the news, but you still don't fucking know. That's the crazy thing. And then, uh, and then on top of that, you got the conspiracy theories that are coming out that are fucking annoying. I told you guys, 2013, I was deep into conspiracy theories, deep in the Alex Jones rabbit hole, deep in the YouTube rabbit hole, just looking at conspiracies. Um, uh, It brought me from conspiracies to doomsday prepping, right? 2013 was a weird fucking year for me. I did so much conspiracy theory um, investigations. I did so so much conspiracy theory studying and learning. And, um, you know, watching videos, I believe Sandy Hook was a fucking hoax for a while. I do not believe that. Um, but I did. They put on a fucking, a lot of, they, this real tricky with conspiracy theories because you, you know, you say, I say, you know, you don't trust the mainstream media and you don't trust the things they put out because of their history of manipulating information, being caught in things, and you develop a distrust for what they're telling you. They obviously have a agenda. I mean, I don't know how you could argue against that. They have an agenda. Um, Just look at the way that they cover Trump. Look at the way that they cover the war. If you don't think the media has an agenda, the agenda is ratings. Okay? No secret agenda. There's no secret, you know, I think that the media is about ratings and putting on good television. You know what drives good television? War. War is the number one ratings, other than fucking coronavirus craze. But war and fear war and fear drive their ratings if you're scared you want information you want to know so who do you tune into you tune into fucking chris matthews dan rather fucking uh fuckface tucker carlson you know i don't have anything personally wrong against tucker carlson i just don't like looking at his fucking face just his face bothers me his face is fucking floby fucking haircut it just bothers me. I don't like looking at him. The way he talks to people, and he's like, oh, come on. He looks like a rat. Um, I don't know why I'm getting so worked up about Tucker Carlson, all right? Fuck Tucker. And like I said, I don't care. I don't watch his fucking shit to not like him, you know? Sometimes I, I watch clips because he talks to people that I want to hear what they have to say, and I have to look at his face, and it just annoys me. Um, but these people, they're not investigative journalists or or you know reporters they're tv people they're fucking actors they're pretending to be journalists they're hosts right so they're main you know that's why everything's in that seven minute ten minute like sound bite they don't let you talk and they just want to push whatever point of view they're trying to get across because it's all about ratings so i don't so i 
that's how I see it. I don't think there's fucking lizard people running the media and they just take their heads off, you know, their fucking masks off and walk around at night and talk to each other like that and sacrifice fucking babies and drink their blood and all that shit. I don't buy into that. I've fucking read in up read up on it. It's crazy theory. But what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that we develop this distrust for the media, yet we find trust in people we don't know. People that have no, um, I don't want to say credibility, but they don't have credibility. What, what background do you come from? What, what have you been doing your whole life that now you're talking on fucking YouTube about lizard people and tinfoil hat shit and, you know, Sandy Hook and, um, you know, all this stuff. And it just, you just, what's their motivation? You think they don't have an agenda too? So I find it kind of funny that you have these two different um, sources of information, but you trust the other one with no, you know, like, you know, CNBC, NBC, all that stuff. You know, who's running the company, you, their information is out there. Um, The company's public, like there's resources to find out what the fuck they're talking about and things like that but conspiracy theories you don't know who the hell's making this video you don't know anything about them you don't know what their agenda is who their sources are um you know all that stuff so you're seeing all these conspiracy theories about the flu's man-made it might be i don't fucking know i i, th- I think it's just some fucking chinese guy ate a bat he ate a bat the ass first. That's the fucking problem. He should have ate the bat head first like Ozzy. Ozzy didn't get the fucking corona flu, right? Ozzy didn't get the corona flu at all. What did he get? He got like fucking, he got a little twitch in his fucking hand now. He's got a little fucking, he slurs his word. That's all the bat did to him. But he didn't get the fucking corona flu, right? Because he ate the bat head first. If you eat the If you eat the bat ass first, then you get all the fucking bacteria in your mouth in the first fucking bite. So if you're going to eat bat, it's fucking head first. All right. I don't know what they're doing with that fucking street meat in China anyway. That shit is fucking crazy. Fucking burning dogs. Like those aren't conspiracy theories. There's videos on there. They fucking burn dogs alive. They think the fucking meat tastes better or something. I don't know. That's the same way I feel like about veal. Like people have this um, shit in this country. Well, people are talking about the way they eat dogs and shit. Then they go eat veal. Like, do you know what they do to make veal? You know why that tastes the way it does? Not fucking like a steak. Because it's a baby. And they break their legs and they keep them in these little cages. So they never stand and the meat stays tender because they never develop any muscle. They keep them in the dark. Separate them from their mothers. Like, that's fucking disgusting. I haven't eaten veal in years. The minute I found out about it. I haven't eaten veal since 2013, bitch. When I was going down that YouTube rabbit hole and I found that shit out. Fuck veal, bro. I don't touch it. That's disgusting. That's the same as eating dog to me. Big cows and, you know, the factory farming that we have. I'll allow it. How else are we going to feed all these fucking people? You know, the abuse inside the factory farms and the the 
the like the animal torture and shit that shit is not cool that that shit has to be stopped they got these laws where you can't film inside these places um because the government protects businesses that's the kind of capitalism that we have in this country that's not real capitalism that's crony capitalism and um i get why socialist people are upset by it they i mean they don't know fucking better but um what the hell is the whole fucking point of what I'm saying? It's just the conspiracy theories, man. I just find them silly now. I don't, I'm not really entertained by them. The only conspiracy theory I find, um, I have to keep licking my lips because I didn't put any chapstick on. I just took a shower. Um, the only conspiracy theory I find remotely interesting right now is Q. Um, it's, you know, it's just something on the internet. If you don't know what Q is, look it up. Q Anon. Is it maybe Q Anon? Q anal, I don't know. It's Q, and he is supposedly somebody within the Trump administration or Trump himself, and he's divulging information about the investigations, and it's basically these freedom fighters, like you know, um, these patriots is what they're called. They these patriots um, within our government <clears throat> got together, and you know, they they picked Trump to lead the fucking resistance against the deep state. And uh, if you don't know what the deep state is, the deep state is um, the people that you don't elect to government that have been working in government for a long time. That's the deep state. The people, um, they're unelected officials, they're bureaucrats, and they're also elected officials too that just, they want to keep the machine running because they're all profiting from it. And... Um, they're all working together. Now, that's something I'm almost fucking turning over. That's something I believe in. Um, the deep state, it's its real. I mean, there's no, it's not a conspiracy. There's, there's definitely elements within the government that work together to keep things the way that they are so that they can continue to profit from it. How far they are willing to go, I don't know. Did they do 9-11? I don't know. That's fucking it's crazy. I used to think 9-11 was missiles. I've watched some pretty convincing fucking movies on YouTube. So I understand the um, the compulsion to want to wanna believe these things, especially when you're in, um, in a space like that, when you're in a hurtful um, or hurt or confused, you know, just vulnerable state, those things especially anger in the government. That's another reason what led me down. Thankfully, um, I was able to pull out of it. Uh, my conspiracy theories and doomsday prepping led me down the path. And I found uh, a book by Ron Paul called The Revolution. And it completely changed my mind about uh, the two-party system, our government, and how we run things now compared to... Um, how the constitution was framed and and it, he just i loved listening to ron paul speak his watches 2008 debates I, f I feel like they so underrated he just runs circles around these people the republican um uh debates i think 2008 2004 um he made some really good points and um Thankfully, I found him. I got out of that conspiracy thing. I just started hating Obama. I voted for Obama twice and felt screwed over by hope and change and got just the same bullshit. <sighs> uh, yeah, I've just got the same bullshit. Uh, this would have been a good conversation to have with Josh Wells, but he fucking dissed me. 
Um, uh, what else? Man? I don't know. I'm happy I even made it this far. Can't believe I made it this far. Shout out to the A team, you fucking prick. <laughs> I'm still angry. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, all the sports are shut down. How, what the fuck is ESPN even talking about? Like, what are they running? I haven't even been watching. Um, I don't even know what they're saying on there. How could they even talk about anything with all sports and all sport live events? What are they predicting? What are they debating? They're probably lo- looking at old shit and thinking about the future. Tom Brady just joined the t- Tampa Bay Bucks. Fuck the Patriots and the fucking Boston Red Sox. Go Yankees. And um, I don't know. I'm just rambling. I'm going to end it here, guys, because I got to go pee. But um, thank you if you fucking listen this far. I love you. Reach out to me. Let's chat. I've been getting a lot of fucking weird DMs, a lot of weird friend requests on Facebook. It's hilarious. Um, But I still love everybody and I still communicate with everybody just because that's how you, you know, you grow an audience. You got to let people know who you are. And um, and that's that. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. I wish you the best. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You dirty fucks.